Hey listeners, welcome back to Why the Flick, a podcast where we watch a new movie each episode and ask ourselves why the flick did we watch this. I'm your host, Claire, and this episode I'm super excited to introduce my very special guest. It is Shay from Shay's Scare Lounge. Hi, welcome. Hello. How are you? Uh, I'm great. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Um, I was on your podcast was it earlier this year or last year? Yes. I can't even remember. I think remember it was earlier. Now. I don't know. I think it was earlier. It this feels year. so long ago. <laughs> I know. It yeah. feels like forever. Um, but yeah, and I had a blast. We talked about the others. Mm-hmm. Um, since you all are a horror movie podcast, it seemed very fitting. Um, so yeah, definitely had a fun time there and happy to have you join on my podcast now. Thank you very much. I, I had a blast with you. So when you asked me, I was like, yes, I'd totally do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so the movie we're talking about today uh, is not a scary movie, but it is a very funny movie. It is Rat Race, yes. which released in 2001, almost, well, I guess, yeah, over 20 years ago, um, wow. directed by Jerry Zucker. And I actually looked at his IMDb yesterday, and he has not directed anything since this movie. Really? Yeah, he's only been like a producer on a few movies afterward, but this was his last uh, directorial movie, I guess oh. you could say. But yeah, I was really surprised <laughs> to see that. It was so good. <laughs> it was. I know. Um, yeah, I'm very intrigued uh, to know what happened after that point. But oh. yeah, so uh, for background, if anybody hasn't seen this movie, uh, definitely you should go watch this movie before you keep listening to us because we're about to spoil everything. Um, yeah. But the IMDb description for this movie goes, a Las Vegas casino magnet determined to find a new avenue for wagering sets up a rat race or sets up not a rat race but sets up a race for money um and yeah that that's what happens in the movie and you know when you um had this on the list of different movies to to pick from I honestly didn't know like anybody else really knew about this movie um (laughs) I watched it when I was probably 12 or 13 and I'm like now looking back I'm thinking that might have been too young to see this movie um but it was a really like such a throwback for me i used to be obsessed with this movie um so but like most most movies with the early aughts i was like a little t- like scared to go back and watch it because i'm like how did this age um so i wanted to revisit it and surprisingly it wasn't as bad as i thought it right. was going to be so certainly not as bad as others that i have revisited from the early aughts <laughs> Um, but yeah, why, why the flick did you pick this movie? I just think it's hilarious. It's just a fun, like movie to watch. It's just, it's so goofy. It's got a great cast and it's just, it's like so fun. Yeah, so. absolutely. When did you first see this? Was it back in 2001 or yes, later on? When it came out. Okay. I watched it when it came out. Okay. I'm considerably yeah. older than you. So <laughs> I was in my 20s when I watched this. Uh, I think I was 20. Yeah. 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 um, I didn't see it in theaters. So I think 
2001, I would have been 11, so I was probably 12 or 13 by the time it came out on... Uh, it is PG-13, so it's not, like, so yeah. horrible. I think there's, like, one scene that's, like, the girl shows, like, her bra or her breasts or something. But yeah. Other you than that, see, it's like, really tame. Boom. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. Um, no. I just think it's funny that I watched this with my dad and we, like, laughed the entire time. Um it's definitely a movie that is balls to the walls bonkers in a really good way. Like it's just, it's just silly and goofy. And sometimes I want a silly goofy movie that I don't have to think too much about. I just want to exactly. be entertained. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so like when I was watching it this time now in as like a 20 or not, not in my twenties, I'm as a 33 year old. Um, I would definitely was like, you know, I do think this movie's still entertaining. I, I don't know if the jokes hit quite as well or the same as they used to back when I was, you know, younger. Right. Um, but it is like an incredible cast. I'm so surprised they got all of these actors together. Really I big forgot, names. Uh, that were... half of the cast. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, Rowan Atkins, Cuba Gooding, sure, John Cleese. And then I was yeah. watching it and I'm like, I forgot you were in it. Like, I forgot you were in it. Yeah. I forgot all these people. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. There are so many, like, there's, like, the main cast, but then there are also so many little cameos that pop up throughout oh, yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Kathy Bates came on the screen, and I was like, I forgot Kathy Bates was in this movie. And Wayne yeah. Knight, like, later on. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, so good. Um, and, yeah, like I said, I don't think at the time, like, well, at least as far as I knew, I didn't think a lot of people knew about this movie because I never really talked about it outside of like me and my dad um so yeah and I think a lot of that might have to do with like how slapstick comedies in general just aren't that much of a thing I feel like anymore but um yeah I was I was excited that you had this on the list to talk about today so very excited oh good I'm glad I threw out some good ones for you yeah definitely um, so I mentioned that already that the director is Jerry Zucker, and he'd done a few other kind of similar movies, slapstick movies to this one. He is the director of Airplane. He's the director of Police Squad and Top Secret. Also, he directed Ghost, which is completely different. Um, <laughs> so, Well, then he's hitting the gambit yeah. of a movie. I know. But yeah, I will say um, this, so he definitely this compared to like airplane, background. this one doesn't, uh, our airplane does not, you know, age as well as rat race. Does. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, this movie is also written by Andy Breckman, who has a background in Saturday Night Live, and he's also written for the TV show Monk. So definitely have a very like uh, strong background of comedy people coming into this movie. Um, and really like the entire premise of the movie is that all of these complete strangers mm-hmm. meet at a casino and have the chance to win $2 million, um, which, you know, at first when you think about it, it's kind of like very sketchy and seems weird, but then all of them ultimately have a motive for like needing money. And so, you know, craziness ensues after that right. point. And it just is like crazy thing after crazy thing that um, just like an onslaught of craziness. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, same. 
um, when I was doing a little bit of like research about this movie, I did discover that it it has a really similar similar premise to another movie. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. It's called It's a Mad 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 World. Um, it's from like the 1960s, and it's really similar where like a bunch of people are racing to win money. Um, back then, it was like three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which um, I think with inflation in 2001, I was reading it would be two two million dollars. Um, but yeah, so they uh, definitely, I think, pulled inspiration from that movie. But I don't think this one had like the same um, recognition as that one. Mm-hmm. The Mad Mad World uh, movie like got apparently got nominated for a lot of Oscars, which I think oh. is crazy to think about. Like with Rat Race, not I mean I would not have well put Rat nowadays Race up for anything, we don't but... uh, back in you know back in that time they picked movies that they I think they liked and stuff and this. They, they try to do more drama when they give the movies mm. the, the awards. Comedies don't yeah. normally get many things. Yeah, and and horror movies, too. Like right, I no. Hardly ever, and I think Never. a lot of times... Well, I think, like, there I mean, was could... a couple, and then yeah. that, not much after that. Right. They're, they really don't get as much recognition anymore, which I feel like could, we could go on a whole other tangent about that, but... Oh, probably, um, but... Yeah, yeah but we won't. Um and I was like when when I was watching this uh movie I was thinking they don't I don't feel like they make this kind of movie anymore where it's like a bunch of celebrities and then a bunch of like crazy things that happen throughout the movie. The only one no. I can really think of that it's not really slapstick comedy but it's Cocaine Bear that just came out which I haven't seen yet but that's a situation where I think it's a crazy silly movie with a big cast of characters but anything like Rat okay. Race I just feel like doesn't get I think maybe like, before Cocaine Bear probably was like Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Was the closest like... to an all ensemble cast mm-hmm. and it was a comedy but mm-hmm. it was it wasn't this nuts. It wasn't. No. <laughs> this is no. a this is a off the wall mood. Like if you're wanting things that you don't expect and random people to pop up for no reason at all this is the movie to watch. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's just a fun time, I feel like, for the most part. Um, I was reading into, like, how physical comedy in movies doesn't seem to necessarily, like, exist anymore. Like, the old-timey movies, like, the silent movies were very much reliant on physical comedy. And I think a lot of that is because, like, actors themselves um, would do the stunts, but then become injured while doing them. And so now you have more uh, so of, like, stunt doubles and digital Mm -hmm. effects, which I do think, like, in Rat Race, these stunts in the movie are really, really good. Like, I think that's where they shine probably the most. Like, I think of the scene where mostly with the two brothers like they're the ones who I feel like have the most stunts going on where Mm -hmm. like they're dangling from a hot air balloon one guy gets like absolutely yeeted off of a flying car they get chased up a tower by a car there's just a lot of good stunts I think there's um, a lot of weird the brothers reminded me of like pinky and the brain yeah they do yeah absolutely one is not very smart and he's got a swollen tongue because he he, he, uh, he can't talk he can't talk to the whole movie because he pierced his tongue and it swelled up. And so then there's Seth Green, who is considerably shorter. He plays like mm-hmm. the smart one, and uh, right. it, that's just it's just it's Pinky in the Brain in human form. Yeah, that is a really great comparison. I never thought about it like that, but yeah, they are Pinky in the Brain. 
Uh-huh. Um, well, I think it's a good chance to like to hop in and talk about this cast now that we've mentioned Seth Green, who is definitely like one of the big names uh, in this. Yeah. Um, and I think one thing I really liked about this movie is just this that, and also I kept forgetting so many things, but like the first scene that we, um, or just the intro in general that we get um, introduced to all these characters in these like little paper cutouts that like dance across the I screen. I love that. Yeah. It oh, I love so it so much. Funny. I yeah. love I loved everything about it. Like I was looking at the cut because I was going to put the cover behind me, and mm-hmm. I'm just like I just love it. It's like ugh, I just love it with the big heads and the pictures. Yeah, and I just love it. And that's something else it's I so, don't feel like we ever so really cute. see done anymore. Yeah, no. where it's like here's here are the big name actors in this movie. Let's introduce you to them at the beginning of the movie in this very cool animated sequence. Mm-hmm. Um. I also forgot about the song, that rat race song that plays in the beginning. Um, and I remember I used to sing this song all the time in my and I still would like sing it after this movie, uh, after I watched it now. I love it's it. funny. This is just it's just so it's so goofy. It's just it's just the best. I love it. Yeah. Um I was like, who wrote this song? And I didn't I didn't write down who wrote it, but it's performed by Baha Men, who they also performed uh, Who Let the Dogs Out, the which dogs I was out, like, yeah. they must have had a deal with uh, Baha Men to, to be the artist on this on this movie. Yeah. But so this came out in 2001, but the music mm-hmm. in it is so 90s. It's so yeah. like Smash Mouth and Baha mm. Men. And you're just like, oh, I just, I, it's so nostalgic. If, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, that makes sense because this is still like early 2000s. So they probably were relying on a lot of like, especially late 90s mm-hmm. um, songs for this for this movie. The soundtrack alone is yeah. just so good. Um, I know. I love it. Definitely. How many times can I say but, I love yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, yeah. So like the heavy hitters, I'd say for this cast, we've got John Cleese. Cuba Gooding Jr., Whoopi Goldberg, John Lovitz, Seth Green, as we already mentioned, which I was mm-hmm. like, is this one of his first movies either during or He's after Buffy? He's been in Buffy? Seth for, I... like, way before that. No, I mean, yeah. I meant, oh. like, um, while he was on Buffy or after. Oh. I'm not sure. Okay. But, yeah, definitely not one of his first in general, but I think after that show. Um, and then Amy Smart, Kathy Jimmy. I totally did not realize that was Kathy Jimmy. Um, from Hocus Pocus in this mm-hmm. movie. And then Rowan Atkinson, as we already mentioned, a.k.a. Mr. Bean. I just think I just kept writing Mr. Bean in my notes. It's Mr. I Bean. Know. Just Mr. It's Mr. Bean. Bean. That's, I'm sorry. Yep. That's his name. Sorry, Rowan. Uh, you are Mr. Bean. Um, did you have a favorite character in this oh, movie? Oh, I loved all of them. And I, I mean, well, Mr. Bean. Mm-hmm. And he plays pretty much Mr. Bean in this movie. Yes. Like his voice, like everything... Because he doesn't talk like that normally. <laughs> no, but he had Mr. Bean going on entire the whole thing. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. I think is probably one of my favorite. He plays Owen, mm-hmm. this yeah. or this um, shamed referee who made a mistake, and then the world will never let him live it down. No, um, I think he's one of my favorites. Yeah, I'd have to say I do love Owen. I love Mr. Bean. I think that's just natural to to really love his character i also love amy smart i just loved her character in this as well um especially once we talk about what she does later (laughs) um 
Yeah. Dean Cain played her um, boyfriend, right? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it was Dean Cain. I, okay. I was reading something. Weren't they both in Riverdale together? I don't know. Um, there was some TV show I think they were both par- a part of. Hmm. I can't remember what it was. Um, but yeah, and I, I do love uh, Vera and Meryl, Whoopi Goldberg and her uh, daughter. But I think probably my favorite is John Cleese, honestly. Like, he, as Donald St. Clair, is so unhinged. And I think he played the role so well. Um, it's very it's so John re- Cleese. Like, I can't imagine anyone yeah. else playing uh, Donald St. Clair because it's just, it's a Don, it's a John, like, they had to have written the part for him. Mm-hmm. Like, I, would, it's just, I would have to think so. It's, it's John Cleese. Like, that's it. Yeah. That's, just the moments where, like, he, like, when we first meet him, he jokes it about a meteor coming down to kill everyone. And he's like, <laughs> we're going to have to repopulate the earth. And then he just starts laughing. And his laughter is so bizarre and scary. Um, there's, like, another moment, too, where he goes, I'm eccentric. And then he, like, rouses. Oh, I love them. that. That's my favorite. Yeah. Like, I it's like my favorite part when he, he says that. I'm like, you were so weird. <laughs> yeah uh he's so good and yeah just yeah i think a lot all the characters do really really well with their parts or all the actors oh, do i think really, they really just well with like play so well off of each other like john Absolutely. levitz and kathy najimi like they're just mm-hmm. i can see them married <laughs> yeah i could too <laughs> i could see them having a, a fantastic relationship like i just love them i'm just like oh that was mm-hmm. perfect who cast this you're a genius yeah <laughs> Whoever cast, whoever was in charge of casting, casting director, applause. We give you applause. So good. Oh, yes. Very much um, so. So I already mentioned the premise is they essentially have to travel to Silver City, New Mexico from mm-hmm. Las Vegas in order to win or just get um, whoever gets there first will get a bag of cash that has two million dollars in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, well, not my first, but like one of the first questions I had in my notes was, would you do this to yes. win two million dollars? Yeah. <laughs> Of course. Of course. I love that everyone was acting like, I'm not going to do that. That's stupid. This is nothing. And then they all like, okay, if everyone says they're not going to do it, I'm going to do it. And then yeah. then that's where yeah. it takes off. The whole thing with John Cleese is the reason he ends up doing this is because him and all his incredibly rich friends or whatever are bored with regular gambling. Yeah. And they need new excitement and new, um, you know, something to gamble on and, and whatever. So they end up picking like these random people. Out of a mm-hmm. casino, and they don't know anything about them, as we find out really quickly with Rowan Atkinson, uh, and <laughs> and they're like, okay, so everyone picks a, it's like you're picking a horse, and then who's gonna win the win the race, and then you know, comedy ensues. Yeah, definitely. And there's like, something I didn't really even think about until I was watching this movie is like there. The, this movie doesn't have much like commentary or like something deep and impactful for you to have to think on. But I think there is like something to be said about how the rich will prey on the poor and like the things that they'll do mm. to, um, you know, take advantage of the poor. And you think about how they set this whole scenario up um, to to get these people to, to like get people who they know would want to get two million dollars like that he put the gold coins specifically in the 25 cent slots 
because people who you know don't want to go to the high stakes gambling tables Mm -hmm. are going to go to the smaller slots to be able to try to win something so there's that part of it too so all of these characters really do have a motive for needing money right um and like there's just so many and it's not even just the gambling that is happening with who's gonna get there first they also have all these side gambling things going on where like they've got um you know using a sex worker at one point they have maids like hanging off of of uh yeah. drapes and seeing who can last the longest like, there's at one point they're the yeah it's so off. weird yeah and mm-hmm. like they're on the plane later on and it's like who is going to be the first to puke by like dipping and diving the airplane these people are just so like <laughs> these are just bored. people that are bored yes they're just i know bored so bored that they have to have like all of these eccentric ways of betting um Mm -hmm. so i know it's probably it's not like a very deep like commentary on this but i did think it was um interesting to highlight how yeah the rich are can sometimes be very corrosive and Mm -hmm. greedy and um really reduce more like also how they not looking at these as people yeah it's a game like animals right exactly yeah I mean, think, too, about how, like, what the term rat race means, and it's really, like, the unpleasantness of life and how people have to, like, go to jobs that they have to work at every day and they have to compete for money and power and all of that. Um, And so there's also, you know, something to think about with the whole rat race term in of in itself, um, which I think is interesting. There was another kind of point to this too um or an angle of this with this movie when it comes to like reality tv shows too and you think about Mm, how like like race type shows like amazing race actually came out a month Mm -hmm. a month after this movie um uh came out um (laughs) yeah i know right um so yeah it does very much have like a reality tv feel to it like one article i was reading was like this is kind of like squid games except it's a comedy instead of you know a uh, drama (laughs) yeah for sure (laughs) everyone lives Um, (laughs) yeah everyone lives it's somehow everybody lives um don't with all the shenanigans that happen yes well you know pg-13 no one can die yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) (laughs) um I kind of want to okay let's talk about the different groupings of these characters is there one that you have a preference on talking about first because i feel like the best things happen so like sporadically throughout the movie i feel like it's best to like compartmentalize each pairing and what let's start with mr bean oh that's okay let's do it okay so mr bean and rico um definitely like (laughs) i know and then he goes i know what you're thinking and rico is a girl's name and the guy is like no i wasn't (laughs) And Enrico goes, no pun intended. He just has like just the so best random. I w- Did he just improvise all his words or did he, did he like, actually, did they write that? And he, or did he just, I don't know. I I'm didn't see go that in anything. Here. Yeah. He's I such hope a he nut. did. I love him yeah. so much. But he's also um, narcoleptic. So yes. that's a fun surprise. <laughs> yes. That's his whole deal. Is that he's a narcoleptic and he falls asleep in the middle of con- of a ca- the con- casino, um, and I was just like, why does nobody wake him up? Like all of these people are just walking around and bumping into him. Um, you eventually have like all these kids just staring at him, like, and they're like, hey, Mister, and then eventually he he does wake up. But yeah, 
um, really bad thing to have when you're trying to win a race is just right. fall right. asleep out of nowhere. But I love it because he seems to be the most pure out of it. He's just like, yeah, yeah. this will be fun and great and let's yeah. go. And yeah, he's just uh... it's a race every time. Like, I just realized how like times I quote this movie and I've forgotten that it's because like from this movie, like I'll always be like, <laughs> it's a race. It's a race because that's what he says. Um, yeah, so good. And then he ends up meeting up with Wayne Knight, yeah, uh, which is a really um, great cameo. <laughs> yes, Newman from Seinfeld. Yes, definitely. Um, so he travels with him. And I was thinking, I just need, I could have a movie with just these two. Seriously. And like the shenanigans that these two get into as they're driving yeah. across country. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you said his name. I don't remember his name. But oh, uh, his name is Zach. In it. Um, oh, his Wayne name is Zach. character. Okay. Yeah, Melozy. Uh, yeah. So Wayne Knight. He um, he's transplant. He's he's delivering a heart for a heart transplant. And so yeah. then he, you know, Ron Atkins asked him for a ride, and they're riding in this van. And he's like, "Do you want to see the heart?" And he is like, <laughs> "Whatever, okay." And so he shows him. He's like, "Ooh." They, I don't know how they, and I forget how they like grab it and it goes off into a field. Oh my god! Yeah, it's yeah. got a hole in it. Because <laughs> a dog like gets it at one point. This okay. This oh whole my. thing is just ridiculous. Because yeah, as we mentioned, Zach is transporting the heart, and he's <laughs> right. just like thinks it's a good idea. First of all, to be like, do you want to look at it? But not only look at it, let me take it out of the plastic bag. And he also says he justifies it by saying it's a heart; it needs fresh air, which right. is just like ridiculous. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then like the car bumps and it bumps up and yeah, down and, and then... ends up like flying out of the the window like you mentioned yeah right and then that's when the dog gets it in its mouth and Enrico like picks it out of the dog's mouth and like goes fetch and then he realizes because there's blood on his hand that it was the heart yeah um, <laughs> and so they they end up chasing the dog and then the dog gets electrocuted and dies which I also forgot happens I um, forgot that. with a but yeah so then very silly puppet you know, Zach grabs the heart, and I guess he grabs the electric fence as well, and mm -hmm. it ends up the heart starts beating. <laughs> yeah, which is like would not happen, but it's just so stupid right. that it's funny. Um, it. And even before that, Zach turns into a serial killer because then he's like, "We'll find a drifter and we'll take the drifter's right. heart." And then he like insinuates that he's going to kill Enrico to steal his heart. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, that's uh, when I was like, Wayne Knight, Zach, you're you're dark, you're you're twisted. His, um, which his I feel like usually are. I've well. never seen him play like yeah. a nice guy ever. <laughs> Get dressed. No, arc. I think he's not like yeah. a nice character ever. No. Um, I think I had read that Jason Alexander, um, might it was also considered for this. He is um on Seinfeld. Um, George. Oh my god, George, yes, from Seinfeld. Thank you. I was drawing a blank. And I was like, that I could also see Jason Alexander. I can see playing it too, but role. Wayne Knight nails it. Yeah. He I can see George as being like okay. Mm -hmm. But Wayne Knight just it's yeah. spot like it's his role. Like that's it. Definitely. Someone yeah. else could play it and it's not as good. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and so, yeah, like Enrico ends up getting away, jumps on a moving train at a perfect time where it's just like right when the like slot is open for him <laughs> to jump into it. Which I'm like, that is also very unrealistic. But you know what? We're just we're just, we're just going with it. We're going uh-huh. with it. Um, yeah, the, I really loved um, Mr. Bean and Rico's whole, whole stick. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I kind of want to talk about the two brothers um, <laughs> because yes. I feel like their actions have direct consequences on everybody else yes. throughout the like entirety Which of I the movie. Which I think part of it was it's supposed to because they're trying to sabotage mm-hmm. everyone else. Right. But they're also sabotaging themselves because they're very pinky in the brain. And so yes. when they're trying, like, oh, we're going to sabotage them. But then they end up sabotaging themselves. Like when I think they're the ones that they're, they're the reason why the airport shuts down. Yeah. And no one can fly yeah. out to go to Silver City. Um, and and then it just whatever they do to set to, to sabotage everyone they end up sabotaging themselves as well. And they don't yeah. think about any kind of consequence no. in that aspect. So we have Seth Green and Vince Veloof. Yeah, I Vileuf? think so. And yeah, so Blaine and Dwayne. Co- yeah, Blaine and Dwayne. Yeah, yeah. this scene at the airport, like they essentially try to get a ticket and they're like, I'm sorry, we don't have any more seats on the airplane left. And so that's when they're like, great idea. Let's take our truck. We're going to go up to the radar tracker. We're going to hook a rope to it. And we're going to pull down the radar tracker. Right. Um, sounds great, right? And great idea. No, because it starts to spin and pulls the truck up the tower. Um, <laughs> it's like, so, it's just like, so ridiculous. Like, uh, Blaine is, Blaine's the one with the ton uh pierced correct okay so blaine's the one who's like getting yeah he's getting chased up the tower seth green Dwayne is like hanging off of the off of the back like holding onto the (laughs) steering wheel as like the truck is getting climbed up uh up the tower it's just it's just ridiculous and then the song that plays they the brothers get the best i think songs because (laughs) um the song for this is in the hall of the mountain king and i think it's just like so perfect for that scene um yeah, it's it's great. But also I'm like this is very pre nine eleven because this yeah. would not like fly no. literally, um, in in this, you know, day and age. But because I'm like, this would not even be a possibility for them to even accomplish this. No. Not at all. Like it was probably made it came out in two thousand one, but it was probably made like a year or two earlier. Yeah. So yeah. before nine eleven. I think it came obviously. out right before 9-11 so yeah um definitely wouldn't wouldn't be like this at all anymore um but yeah the the them and cars like just don't mix very well because the other thing that happens with them later on is that they get this bright idea to let's make a duplicate of the key of all the keys (laughs) where the money is yeah and they're like let's go and we'll like increase our odds of getting there faster but then they openly talk about the two million dollars to the attendant who's making the key Uh Um, and so they end up having to get sidetracked like chasing the attendant who has a copy of the key Um, the attendant ends up at a 
hot air balloon rally and then like tries to like fly in the hot air balloon it's just this this is one of the most bonkers scenes to me i think and with the there's cow? a lot in this movie <laughs> yes with the cow and the cow like its leg gets hooked on the rope and gets dragged up dragged. into the air it's just ridiculous i mean yeah, um, I, and I do love how the cow keeps just, like, making reappearances throughout the rest <laughs> of the movie, um, yeah. which is, again, how the brothers, like, impact a lot of the other characters uh, with without them really even knowing. Um, but, yeah, and then they end up, like, falling into the pond um, and, yeah, surviving and, and everything's fine. But, yeah. Um, and then the, we are also mentioned, um, they also run into these two women who are driving on the road later on. Um, they end up like comparing their piercings together, right. like while they're trying to drive. And that's when uh, the woman flashes her uh, chest to the guy. And all you see is side boob and a lot of chains. And apparently it was very, very crazy for them. And so they end up like driving off the road <laughs> and then getting into a monster truck rally out of nowhere like there's just so many things that happen there's that a lot to unpack. yeah out there's of a lot of, lot of shenanigans for each person it's like it's like a quest and then each person has their own mm-hmm. little side story that's going on yes yeah yeah definitely um yeah i think at the time when i saw this i think i was probably most annoyed at the brothers just because they kept thwarting everybody else. Um, Cause I think they also run across um, um, Randy and his family and they like end up carjacking his car and like, it makes it impossible for them to drive further. So I think I was just like, I, I do not like these two, um, <laughs> but together they're, they're very comedic. Yes. They're very funny. They played really well off each other. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a good time to talk then about Randy and I Bev so. and his family. Segue since we, we mentioned them. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I really dislike Bra- uh, Randy. I, I don't. I think I, I disliked him more than the brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John Lovitz usually plays this character. Like this. He was typecast for this because this mm-hmm. is his character. This is what he does. He he's this family man, and while he's trying to do by right by his family, he also has a sense of like selfishness as well. Like his family wants to go see stuff and do things and be touristy, and he's like, uh, "We have this opportunity to win two million dollars, so we should go do mm-hmm. that." And he then doesn't tell his wife and kids what's going on, and sends them on this crazy goose chase where they end up at. Um, oh yeah like a at Hitler the museum barbie museum barbie museum it's not the barbie the doll it's right. barbie the butcher of leon <laughs> who was a nazi and they are a jewish family right um so yeah i do think like randy going back a little bit like he i think he's an idiot to be quite frank like he just he doesn't you know he tells his wife he got a job opportunity, but then didn't even think of a job to even lie about. She's like, what's the job? And I don't even know what he says. Is he like toothpaste or something? Um, <laughs> I can't remember. It was but, ridiculous. Yeah. And he's so mean to his family. Like, 
Yeah. When they're driving, um, his daughter has to use the bathroom. Right. Oh, my God. I think about this scene all the time. Yeah. I went on a road trip recently, and my boyfriend was like, just pee out the window. And I had visions of this movie. (laughs) I was like, I'm not doing that. I was going to get caught behind me. (laughs) Right. I know. Um, I will say this movie taught me what prairie dogging means. Oh, you didn't know? I forgot. (laughs) No. Uh, not when I was 12, and I've never forgotten about it since. <laughs> so It's a very educational Yeah, movie. it is. It is. Mm-hmm. Like when a prairie sticks its head in and out of the ground, and they're like, oh, oh, and they get <laughs> real grossed out. Um, but yeah, so like oh. you, we mentioned, they end up at the, at the Nazi museum, yes. and I think like there are parts of this that I think are admittedly funny, and then I think there are parts that I'm now like, Oh, maybe that went too far. Um, but, yeah, I think for yeah. the time, it it was very funny. Yeah, like it's the I think o- it's the, the extreme of craziness is what they go for, and I think yeah, this movie could not be redone now. Yeah, no, for not sure. at all. But at the time, um, it worked out really well. <laughs> I personally think it's very like there's like some comedic irony in the fact that they're a Jewish family and they are stealing Hitler's car like that right. just seems very poignant and and then when he um, hits his his mouth on like the uh, paint or the oil and he has the little mustache that okay everything up and until he can't that talk point, because he hit his oh he bit his teeth oh man there's like a hot thing that flies in his mouth and he can't talk yeah That's, so like. Them stealing the car, I'm like, okay, that's that is funny, um, because you know it's Hitler's car, and there's like one, then like there's the point where they run into these bikers, and he accidentally flips one of them off, and then he calls accidentally calls her a derogatory name, which, you know, also didn't age very well, but they start destroying Hitler's car, and um, Randy's like, are you insane? This is Hitler's car. And I just think like, that's also a really great line. Um, but the part where it gets a little cringe for me again is when they crash into the world war two, uh, veteran service. And Randy, <laughs> as we mentioned, looks like Hitler and he's, he's got the mustache and the, he can't speak because of the thing that flew in his mouth. And so he sounds German and he just right. like starts going off and, Oh, it's so bad. It's still like, and personally, like when I saw this movie with my dad, like we, we died laughing at this. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, this I think was the funniest scene that we saw throughout the movie. And looking back now, I'm like, oh man, that's not, that's pretty bad to, to me. Like it's just, just like the whole situation of what it's um, making fun of, but you know. um, Right. But it's also the idea of he, this is a movie that just it makes the fun of itself constantly mm-hmm. like it's going to make fun of the characters yeah. constantly it's going to just continuously do that um let's see here i was trying to see is it just says that he's an american actor i'm trying to see were the characters jewish i like, thought were the actual they... actors like i don't know if john lovitz is or oh, not i thought they Oh, I thought they were. I'm so sorry. I don't know, because I'm looking and it just says they... he's an American actor, and his Wikipedia doesn't tell me much information about his backstory. Uh... So, I mean, that's interesting. His, oh, his 
this well according to wikipedia okay. it says his family is jewish so my thought um, on this and yeah. maybe it's in bad taste i don't know but is um you know obviously they, they were okay with doing the gag um yeah i'm sure john lovitz thought it would be yeah. hilarious to do so right so in that case yeah, yeah. i don't i don't like look back... at it and go oh that's and i mean it is in horrible taste but he was okay with <laughs> yeah. doing it <laughs> he did he right. did the gag yeah. so yeah. i i go um, okay i can laugh at it i'm allowed yeah they did and i think it's like it's like a lot of things in the early 2000s where i'm like i don't think right. they could get away with this um nowadays but back then yeah, for sure. And I think there are aspects of this scene that are still funny to me, but then also where I'm like, Ooh, I don't know. But yeah, I think both things can be can be true in that situation. Um, it's still, I think, a very iconic scene, nonetheless. Um, I think probably the most iconic from this movie, yeah, uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, and then eventually, like they end up having to um hitchhike with a truck driver and here's the other thing why i think like i was on the fence about randy when this he entire his time. family but then when he dr- drugs his family i was like okay um <laughs> do not like you anymore and it never it's never it's addressed, never addressed yeah, that, that ever, i think like, is the, probably the worst part of it is i i'm okay with yeah. The scene, the scenes up until this point, and then when it comes to, oh, I'm going to drug my family to, here, enjoy your milkshakes. They're so delicious. And he drugs them, and I know it's just like, okay, I think Randy stepped a little too far off the line on that one. Yeah, yeah, he got a little un- yes. unhinged there. Yeah, uh, a little too obsessed with with everything happening right. that things weren't going his way that they didn't want to continue the journey um yeah that was i that was another part where i was like oh i forgot about that part too <laughs> uh yeah oh randy um let's go with uh whoopi because uh kathy and jimmy and whoopi goldberg were also in sister yes. act together before this and so i, I don't know. know if they had any scenes really ex- cool. maybe until the end or are all together so i don't know if there was like a reunion or something but uh we could talk about uh vera and her daughter meryl yeah definitely so they as you mentioned mother and daughter meeting for the first time um and so vera it was told to find meryl by her psychic who told her that meryl was lonely and worried about money and trouble sleeping and i just love how meryl was like who the hell isn't and to that uh it's response. True. i'm like yeah it's i true. mean truth very but that's true. just it who about the psychic that gives you more insight they give you like very general things they don't go into specifics because then they could be wrong it was very yeah. general but i love the 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 um opposite of how Vera it varies very mm. like light and airy and kind of like naive about mm-hmm. most things in the world, which is weird because she's like fifty. And then and then there's Meryl who is like <laughs> career oriented and kind of like straight laced and she does everything that she's supposed to do and mm-hmm. super serious. Super and so serious. they're kind of opposites in that sense, and they're supposed to be mother and daughter. So maybe 
Meryl takes after her father. I don't know. But, or mm. that's just how her, her adopted parents <laughs> raised her. I don't know. I think it just it creates does. a really cool dynamic between the two of them yes. of how they have to interact together. Yeah. Um, and we see that first kind of with the encounter with the squirrel lady who, as Kathy I mentioned, Bates is, is Kathy Bates. And I, I just love I always that get Kathy, so Bates when I see Kathy Bates is the squirrel lady. Something. I'm like, oh, I must see it now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um and so this this squirrel lady is trying to sell a live them, squirrel, a, a live squirrel to to buy, yeah, alive, no. not just stuffed, alive. And Vera's like, oh, how cute! And that's when you see how Vera is a little naive, and Meryl's just like, lady, we don't want to buy your squirrels. We just want to know directions to the highway. And so the squirrel lady is like, yeah, you just you go this way, this way, this way. Always throws me there. off when people give directions um, in a movie because they're like, you go here, you go here, you go here, right, left, stop and turn left. I'm like, how do you remember? I would have been to the first stop sign and been like, where do we go now? I forgot. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is very pre like having Google Maps and being right. able to like find something um, on your phone. Uh, they, they didn't have that uh, at the time. I guess they could have used... A GPS, like, a like, a, like right. something that attached to their car, potentially. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they didn't have that. So, yeah, I know. I'm like, I can't even figure out how many miles something is really. Like, so how would you know, like, to go in 1.2 right. miles, turn left? I'd be like, what? <laughs> I have no concept. Um, yeah. And so uh, Kathy Bates, Squirrel Lady, her directions don't work out because they end up going down a flying dirt road and land into a yes. pile of other cars. Because she so sabotaged it and she has signs that say, as you pass it, you should have bought a squirrel. <laughs> and so these are all the people's <laughs> cars that uh, did not buy squirrels and they uh, demise yeah. in the junk pile at the bottom there. So, And I guess some of them died because <laughs> the skeleton pops out of one of the cars with a bag that says like, bag little nuts, yes. bag of nuts with a heart on it. Uh, yeah, I'm just like, how has she been doing this? Right, the so many years and right. and not been caught. Like, surely, like some people survived. You know, yes. Vera and Meryl, and then they did. stumble upon um, a uh, a test site. Yeah, land, like a rocket, land rocket, like a experiment, sound barrier t- uh, testing yeah. or something. They get in the rocket mm-hmm. and it takes mm-hmm. off, and they're just like. Like the whole time, and, and they would right, on and, and they get yeah. out, and they're all like confused and and whatever, and they stumble upon a bus, I believe, or like van of um and mentally handicapped people going. To, yes, that was another part to me. Yes, that was a little like, bit. That oh, no. yeah, <laughs> that was going to age very well so either. Kind yeah. of pushed a ride. Kind of. They were kind of just mm-hmm. kind of recruited. Yeah. They, they were like, oh, look at there's some more people. We have to go get them because they're wandering off. And they're stumbling because they were just shake, shaken up so bad from the sound barrier uh, rocket. Yeah. It was like going right. 700 miles an hour and their uh, like jaws were wiggling. Uh, yeah. And so they're very sh- yeah shaken up after that scene. Um, 
Yeah, and I do love, though, how they're, they end up, like, going past where Nick and Tracy are at the gas station attendant mm-hmm. uh, who is trying to scam them for, like, just, like, patching their truck. And their, uh, the land rocket that they're in ends up knocking down the gas station building. The, the build, mm-hmm. whole entire building comes apart. Um, and it seemed, like, very justice search because i think tracy was like this is so unchristian and he's like unchristian well if the good lord doesn't like how i do business then give me a sign and then that's when his <laughs> building gets knocked over <laughs> just like yes. uh chef's kiss so great i love it um let's yeah. talk about nick and tracy since we're on that um the thing with nick to me is that I get why everybody else is doing this, but Nick, to me, I still don't quite understand because I don't feel like he's doing it for the money necessarily because he's an attorney, Um, but I think he's more so doing it because he's never broken the rules before, and so once he gets like a taste of this excitement, he's like, oh, I can do it. And two, once he meets up with Tracy, who is a helicopter pilot, he realizes that she's the only one Mm -hmm. who can fly. Um, nobody else can, and so he has a better chance of getting to the money than anybody else does. He he he, you know, uh, Brecken Meyer always does very similar to a lot of some of the other people in this cast. Is he gets typecast into this type of role? Mm-hmm. He usually plays like a goody goody, yeah, who is like, no, guys, we gotta do the right thing, and like in a road trip and stuff like that. Like he's always kind of like the goody goody guy like ah no i need to i need to set things straight and i need everything to be okay i need people to like me and so he has very much that role in this one as well so everyone else takes off and he's like i don't need to do that that's stupid and then it hits Mm -hmm. him that the airport he's like in a bar drinking his little shot or something and then he meets tracy who's getting a cup of coffee because she's like oh i'm flying and he's like no they're grounded we're grounded everyone's he, she's like no i'm not because i have a helicopter and i i'm a pilot and then it hits him like oh okay so you can fly right no one else can fly you nobody can else fly. can fly and then you it hits fly. him and so and he's then, like i'm gonna take yeah, her with me and, and i think he tells her about the money as well and that makes her go okay well let's go get it and Kami ensues I think he tells her later, like, originally, yeah, I think originally he's, like, my sister or somebody <laughs> got bitten by a shark, and so, like, they're in the hospital at Silver which City. Which makes but no then sense, because it's in, it's in Nevada. Her, which like, good for you him. got bit by a shark in Nevada? They flew you to Nevada right. for, this makes no sense. Right. They have, yeah. they have no hospitals um, in California. It, yeah. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, true. Very true. Yeah. She questions it, too. And he's like, yeah, they have a really good shark yeah. attack unit in Silver City. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And a good thing that he admitted later on, because I think she Tracy would have well, really gone off the rails. Well, I think when he sees what rails, she did um, to her, ex, her, her boyfriend, <laughs> yeah. she's like, oh, I'm going to go stop and see my boyfriend real quick. And he's like, whatever. And then she's Dean Kane in like a pool with another woman and she's mm-hmm. like goes nuts and pretty much tries to ram the helicopter down his throat i think he was like i need to be honest with you before yeah. you try to kill me let's yeah 
yeah let me just like clear some things up with you please don't come after me right. i'm a little scared of you but also very attracted to you um yeah i this to me is probably oh, i have so many favorite scenes but this is one of my favorite scenes when she starts attacking her ex-boyfriend with the helicopter and she just goes completely right. off the rails and i'm like good for you like honestly you go girl um she just like has this very maniacal <laughs> laughter then she like right. goes she over to like his truck and she like <laughs> she's like ah. oh, God. <laughs> and he's like racing away from her in the truck and she's like where are you going honey and just very very unhinged so oh, good God. I just love her in this scene. Amy's Amy Smart. She was very, very good. Um, and yeah, like I love the line where she says, you can't kill him. He's like a cockroach. It's very good. Right. I think, yeah, I do like her whole, her whole uh, thing there. Cool. Um, and then we have Cuba Goody Jr. Who plays Owen Templeton. Yes. I think so. This is the last one. I'm looking at yeah. the list. I think it's the last one. He, yeah, Owen. Yeah, uh, the, the referee who flipped a coin and then it got messed up. And it was like own. Super Bowl and everyone had money on it. And so when he picked it up, he didn't see which side it was. So he had to guess. And he yeah. stumbled when he did mm -hmm. that. So he wasn't confident that it was heads or tails or whatever which end up causing like a massive lose on one end and everyone hated him he's like the most hated person ever and yeah. so which comes back into play later each each time he meets someone new to where he pretends he's not him yeah <laughs> yeah he just has to keep like uh right. hoping that nobody recognizes him but like everybody does like we they, the first scene that we see is like he's watching right. that uh, clip, the footage from the game on TV, and his face is just like shocked and like, is anybody getting? And then mm -hmm. he just like leaves. He like bolts and goes somewhere else. Um, and eventually he gets in a cab with this cabbie driver who is one of the people. Yeah, that'd be who uh, lost a lot of he? money uh, because Paul of Rodriguez. his call. Please guess the cabbie. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so, you know, Cuba Goody Jr. Owen does not admittedly say who he is, but then the cabbie yeah, driver is. realizes uh, later on and takes him into the middle of the <laughs> desert and him abandons him. Pantsless yes. and shoeless. And then he ends up running into uh, a bunch of like... Lucy impersonators. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, man. I think, like, Owen's whole shtick is that he's just constantly losing <laughs> his clothes because he, like, he loses them in the desert. Like, he, you know, loses his sh his uh, shoes and his pants, and he has to, like, wear his right. shirt as shoes, which is super resourceful. Um, but then he has to steal right. the so bus driver's clothes the driver. from the I Love Lucy. Yeah. And this, his performance in this bathroom scene um quite possibly i think is is one of his best in this movie uh when he's just like making up this excuse that like my wife is giving a baby out the back and i need the jacket for right. her amniotic sack and like he's just going into these like he's gross like, details because he knows it's so awkward <laughs> yeah and then he goes vagina. <laughs> he 
she's just like hollering out women's I body mean... parts. <laughs> body parts, just because he thinks it's so and it awkward is, for and the it bus is. driver. And so the bus driver's like, like, oh, okay. let me give you my stuff it is. then yeah. because I can't. Let me give you everything. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, oh and then God. he hops on the bus and realizes it's uh, a so higher yeah, busload yeah. of Lucy impersonators. Oh, my God. I think I'd be like, bye. I know. I'm like, I thought this it was is too great. much. Too much for me. Um, and I I do love I Love Lucy, but so many Lucy, So dresses. many Lucy those impersonators. I'd wear those yeah. every day if I could. Oh, yeah. The dresses were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love the hairstyles, too. Super like, adorable. so good. Um. And as you would expect, it does very much yes. turn into an episode of I Love Lucy mm-hmm. with music. I believe they used the, the um, I Love Lucy yeah. music for guys. that scene when uh, they, uh, yeah, I think they the did. bus, like, aren't uh, crash and pop, tire pops. Um, I think even before that, like, uh, Lucy, he tells a, one of the Lucys to oh, yeah. put out her cigarette, and the cigarette falls into one of the other Lucy's hairdos and so then they're like oh my god we have to go to the bathroom yes, and, and so then they he run goes, to the bathroom oh I have to like a towel to, gets he's like, I need to down the bathroom. toilet another Lucy tells him he goes well go ahead with those ladies over there and he's like I, I can't because I'm a, I'm a man mm-hmm. a man in front of and so yeah. he's like oh is, okay yeah. and I right and then that's when the yes. cow hits the bus the cow from from, from the brothers. The, brothers. the cow that the keeps, cow that keeps popping up, up randomly. It's yeah. Devastation, constantly. So, it's like a ripple effect. So so many things random things. And then they find out yeah, that Cuba Goody Junior is, is yeah. uh, not the bus driver, and he lied. And and um, then they all kind of like attack him. <laughs> yes. And uh, Owen gets undressed yet again. He's like, these are not my pants. Yeah. And he takes the pants off and he takes, he's like, this isn't my shirt. And he's down to, you know, his like tank top and um, uh, briefs, boxer shorts. Yeah. And then they all get yeah. pissed and chase him down the road. Yep. Um, at which point, at, at which point, I don't know if there was a scene that was cut out, but like he ends up in a field with a uh, where there's a scarecrow outfit and a horse, and so he I ends up putting all the scarecrow that. outfit on. I did too, yeah. And he rides the horse. Um, yeah, goodness, goodness. Um, I think we talked about everybody. Okay, well, I think and we then talked they all about end everybody. Up at so I think that a, a Silver City, Silver and, City, um. They, they all, at the exact same time, they end up at Silver City, at the locker, and then they go to open it, and as it turns out, it's empty. And mm-hmm. uh, so then it's two people had stolen it. Was, it was like Vicky? Yeah, Vicky, um, yeah. the sex worker, ends up, ended up, which I'm like, also good for you. Like, you smarted outsmarted Uh the rich people and was like i'm actually gonna take this money for myself um and then she runs off she tries to run off with harold who is one of sinclair's lackeys um but they don't get far because the cow comes back um again and lands in their car (laughs) yeah um 
But yeah, and then the bunny somehow gets attached to the hot air balloon and flies off. And so they all have to like ride mm-hmm. on a bus to chase it down. And they end up Smash at Mouth a concert. concert. Benefit concert. And this was probably my favorite cameo. Yeah. The favorite cameo is Smash Mouth. I was like, oh, I love that they end yeah, up at a Smash a, Mouth a, concert. Was it it's the Benefit just, concert? Yeah. yeah, it's for yeah. Feed the Earth, I think. And it's a charity. And um, they like something gets confused because I think one of them in the group tells the crowd, like, we decided we're going to share the money. And they mean, like, right. amongst themselves. Thinks that the it's a donation of $2 million. Oh, we're going to share right. it for the, cha- for the charity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and at first they're like, no, 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 no. But right. I mean, you're like, no, no, you no, no. Give it back. No oh. To a children's charity. Okay. Yeah. So then they kind yeah. of like embrace that um, and so Nick, it... uh goes on stage. I think they all end up going on stage because it's such a large amount of money. And Nick then professes mm-hmm. to everybody that, you know, Donald Sinclair is going to match whatever they uh they donate for that evening, whatever they make. They he's going to match it. and it ends up going yeah. like past like 19 million dollars or something. And he like freaks out. Yeah, goes way up there. Nothing makes people want to contribute more than knowing that someone right. else is going to have to match the exact same amount. Because I think like before then it was right. only a few thousand dollars. And then once it got to two million and then yeah. it climbed up past 10 million once uh, Nick came up with that idea. Um, yeah. And you know what? Honestly, though, I feel like Donald Sinclair could do it. Like he could. Right. He could because how are you giving away two million if you like, don't have gonna... like an ample amount of money to back that? Like, I don't understand. So I, th- yeah. I think it was just for movie's sake to yeah. be like, oh, it's a crazy um, amount of money. But Right. Right. And to also right. get back at the rich people for, you exactly. know, doing all of this. So it was kind of like, you know, uh, getting their, their justice too. Um, but yeah, you know, everything is resolved with yes. the song All Star. Yeah, don't you, know? you love that? Um, like the end of the movie. I think it's really funny. All the craziness that happened. John, you know, Randy uh, has drugged his family, but we're okay now because we're at a Smash Mouth concert yeah. dancing on stage. <laughs> nothing nothing brings people no, together not like at all. Smash yeah, Mouth. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it, it, it heals, right. it makes all amends, exactly. it rights all wrongs, All-Star has, is so powerful. I think it's also really funny um, that, because mm-hmm. Shrek, Shrek the movie came out in the same year, and so too, there's two movies that came out like months apart that used this song, All-Star, yeah. from Smash Mouth. Um, I just think it was a very popular song. I did love Smash, Smash Mouth. Um, but yeah, right. It's they all, all end great. up crowd Everybody's surfing. Everybody's happy now because we're at a Smash Mouth concert. It's all happy. They bring everyone together. This the there you go. Absolutely, and this movie's always wanted me to make <laughs> me like go crowd surfing, even though the concept of it is probably, probably super yes. dangerous. But I'm like, man, I really want to go crowd. But surfing. they always make it look fun. Yeah. Uh, they do. And I was like, how would you, how, what's like the best way to go? Would you dive in head first or like, backwards. would you fall I would backwards. say backwards. I think falling backwards. I would backwards, say you jump backwards and hope people. Yeah. That's a serious yeah. trust fall jump right backwards. there is I'm going to hope these perfect strangers <laughs> that don't know I'm coming at their heads are going to uh, put their hands up and catch me. 
I know exactly I was like who are these people they hired to be like extras in this movie and they're like actually right, you're, catching you're gonna have all to of catch the um, all of them you're going, getting good they're going to yeah yeah you're gonna catch them all please <laughs> please don't drop them um please don't hurt them you know I feel like again there's the the danger right of but I mean, how funny there. is that you're like oh I'm an extra um, in this movie but... oh hey I'm at a Smash Mouth yeah. concert and I have celebrities falling on mm-hmm. my head so yeah I get to I really hope that they still had a Smash Mouth <laughs> concert for all of the extras I really hope they just played a bunch of songs and oh, everyone yeah. had a good time I want to mm-hmm. pretend that whole ending scene was like Same. real <laughs> Yeah, they're like Smash Mouth. Go ahead and play. We're gonna we're gonna do this. We're going to mm-hmm. have it be in real time, and like some of the I was looking at the faces of the people who were actually trying to catch the actors, and some of them <laughs> like you could see the fear on their faces where they're just like, I know, is this gonna be okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. But yeah, and what's sad no about it is because Shrek cool. came out, I think either right before or right after this movie. And they use the same song. That song is now synonymous with Shrek, not Rally's. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, nobody ever thinks no. about Smash Mouth in Rat Race. And I'm like, you know what? They, I'm sure they didn't even really, because like they literally, mm-hmm. the movies came out months apart. So there's probably no way that they even right. knew that they both used it. Um, but because probably I think Shrek came out first, like, that was they kind of stole yeah, the spotlight so. from from rat poor rat race but i do love that all you know this this song oh, yeah. is featured at the end of this Absolutely. movie it's so it it's just so, so good. good it's so fun yeah and like i said great great soundtrack all around you know i really do love it um cool was there anything else you wanted to bring up before we go into our segments i think we covered literally everybody I think we did. I think we did too. Cool. So our first segment is called Deflick. And in this segment, it's really just a chance for us to ask questions that are unresolved or unanswered or, and really they can be rhetorical questions too. Just really, there's, there's a lot you could dive into with this one. Um, I think the whole movie is probably what Deflick, but um, my first, my first Deflick is what Deflick are these teeth on John Cleese? <laughs> they teeth. are so bad. The dentures. <laughs> I think yeah. that was the whole point is that he's eccentric and he's rich. And, because yeah. they look like they move at some point. Like they look like they are going to fall out yeah. of his mouth. Like if you're that rich, why? They why? do. Like why not get the ones that stick in there? Like why are you like, mm-hmm. oh, 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 oh. like it's just. I know. They just look like they're coming out. And I think maybe it's fitting because the movie is called Rat Race and yeah. it does make him look like a mouse, like with like his teeth sticking out a little bit. But yeah, like I just could not get over the the dentures on John Cleese. I'm like, how did you speak oh, even yeah, with those know. in your mouth? My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. I did you uh, have a well, deflick I moment? Mean, well, because the whole thing is absolutely ridiculous, right? Like, so this is the first time yeah. we, you know Vera and her daughter are meeting. Did they talk on the phone? Did they talk about anything? And it did. Was there any? I want to know what happened after Smash Mouth with all of these people. Did they stay in contact? Mm. Did Nick and Tracy get together? And mm. did 
Randy's wife divorce him? Like, <laughs> did, did, did Meryl yeah. and Vera stay connected and, and close? Did everyone still hate Owen? Owen. I mean, did he make friends or amends with any of the Lucy's? <laughs> like, I want to know. Right. Did Dwayne yeah. and Blaine ever get with those girls that were driving the car? Or did they just go off and meet? Mm-hmm. Nor- are they normal now? Like, there's so many things I want to know. And then, yeah, how is Enrico? Is he okay? <laughs> like, I want to know, like, later what happened to all these characters. Like, did they any of them... Yeah, I just I just think that would be hilarious. Yeah, I had similar uh, questions to mostly mm-hmm. like with repercussions after the end of the movie where I was like, OK, for one, how did, like, did Tracy not get in trouble okay, how for did using and a Wayne helicopter to nearly kill her boyfriend? An airplane airport. I mean, yeah. How like did they not get arrested? Like they were clearly <laughs> then they, seen. Then they fled the scene immediately. Uh, Gloria Allred yes. made a cameo in this as well, because at the beginning of the yes, movie, she did. Uh, Dwayne and Blaine are trying to come up with ways to get hurt, so that way they could, mm-hmm. you know, collect a. They could sue the casino and collect money. So they put a a uh, a shot glass down the ground, and then they argue about who's going to fall because they don't want mm-hmm. to get hurt. And then some random lady steps on and yeah. falls down and Gloria Allred is, I saw the whole thing and I'm going to back you. And they're like, yeah, I know you're going to win so much money. And they're like, oh, that could have been us. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's a good also like lead into my last flick, which is like how deflicted does yes. nobody die in this movie. Obviously, it's, it's a PG thirteen movie, but like in reality, right? Somebody Obviously. would die, like any sure. of those people that we saw repercussions of way before who did not buy a squirrel. Those people mm-hmm. died, but Vera and Meryl got out. Oh, true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <gasps> I think uh, the brothers, like the one who got absolutely thrown off of the car into the pond, I think he well, would have died. Let's be honest. Blaine sure. would have died from yeah, the infection there's... in his tongue far before <gasps> anything, mm. <laughs> before the movie true. started. True. <laughs> like, Very true. And yes. then how did Rowan Atkinson um, not get into so many accidents by being an narcoleptic? Like, how did you not get like hit by buses oh, yeah. and you you managed to jump the train at, yeah. at precise, you know, precision, and it's just like and not oh my get God. hit. I will say that every single yeah. character is so, very accident know, prone. That I don't know how any of them live yes. past <laughs> to get to the movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how everyone exactly. made it to Las Vegas exactly. and is still around with us um, to even like start the movie. Yeah. But you know what? That's like the mm-hmm. physical comedy aspect of it all where it's just like it's funny to see people flailing around. And in reality, I think. And it's yeah, funny because we know they're be not getting injuries, hurt. But because it's a. That's what makes it funny. It's like, oh, yeah, these shenanigans right. and you're not hurt. Then it's funny. If they did get hurt, we wouldn't find it funny. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. Agreed. Because it's a comedy. Right, it's right. lighthearted and funny. Um I think if it were a drama, it'd be like Squid Game. Yeah, Uh, it'd be completely different. Yeah, it would be a whole different movie. (laughs) Laughing about any of this. Yeah. (laughs) 
<sighs> All right, so let's go to our next segment. It is called Dick of the Flick. And so this is a chance for us to debate who we want to nominate and then ultimately crown as the Dick of the Flick. And I have quite I've a list two, of people. Two for shores. I got I got, got two for sure as well. And um, Randy I think Pear. Donald's Donald Sinclair, yeah. That's it. Yes. Like, and yes. I kind and I well, uh, you know, obviously same. Donald Sinclair Those because two. he started this whole thing, uh, and mm-hmm. then obviously Randy because you're just such a dick. I mean, yes, that is the kindest word that the, we can say. I really quickly. <laughs> Yes. Really quickly, I want to add that I had also included Amy's boyfriend. <laughs> John, yes. Um, you know, cheat, don't, we don't like a cheater. Um, I also included Wayne Knight in here for literally wanting to try to kill. Enrique. Uh, mm-hmm. And be a serial killer to Enrico. Yeah. And then I also just uh, categorized Nazis in, yeah. in here as well as like Sounds kind good. of one group, you know, in general. But yes, um you know, when it comes to between Donald Sinclair and Randy, I'm honestly more I, prone I to agree. give it to Randy, yes. TBH, because at least like, okay, Donald Sinclair, that's just who he is. Like, he is an eccentric billionaire. And also, none of these people really mm-hmm. technically had to do this. Like, yes, he I was going to say, like, he didn't hold a gun to him, but he actually did, like, raise a gun in the air and shoot it off. But he didn't make any of them do this. They all wanted to do it. I still right. think it's, like, terrible what he did. But Randy, Randy does it, lies to his wife and kids, makes his daughter poop <laughs> out of a window, um, drugs them. Yeah, drugs them at the end. Like, he's just a terrible Agreed. person. And I think he's, Agreed. to me, the 100%. dick of the flick. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think when I started watching this, I was like, it's going to be Donald Sinclair. But then as I watched it more and more, I was like, <laughs> oh, no, I think it's Randy. I think it's Randy for sure. He is beyond He's terrible. terrible. Yes. In this movie. He is the worst character, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, definitely. All right. Cool. Um, so our last segment now is how many flicks do we want to give this movie? Um, and so for background, as far as how this movie ha- was received um, critically, um, on IMDb, it has a 6.4 out of 10. And then on Rotten Tomatoes, as you would expect, <laughs> it's very divided. Um, the critics give it a 45% rotten, but audiences give it a 64% fresh. So, you know, it's not, as we've mentioned, a deep critically acclaimed movie obviously i don't think critics are going to enjoy this one but audiences as a general audience yeah i think that makes more sense um for why they have a higher score um so how many flicks do you give and i can give you the rating if you uh, need it it's what one through five right one through five and you can do decimal points i just it's fun it's lighthearted. And it allows you to escape for two hours just to get in, involved yeah. in these characters and the ridiculousness of it. And I just think that it's it's just a fun, lighthearted movie to just yeah enjoy. 
It's same. Uh, yeah. I also feel the same way. I'm going to give it, I think for me when I rewatched it, unfortunately, like there's something about watching it when I was younger that I feel like it was funnier than me watching it as an adult now. Like that same, I don't know if magic isn't captured as much as when I'm like older now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think it's a really entertaining movie and I think it's very underrated uh, for what yeah. it what it was at the time. I'm going to give it a 3.8. Um, ultimately I think like it is a very silly movie but it's also still a fun movie it's just a great cast of characters and I love all the cameos that they had in here Um, and I actually think it's pretty Mm -hmm. it's paced pretty well and how they were able to jump from character to character and link different things that were happening with one character and how it affected another character um, I think they did a really good job with that. Like the cow, for example, I think I just love that it keeps like popping up everywhere. Um, and ultimately, like, yeah, we've talked about how there's definitely parts of this movie that don't age well, that no. I don't think this movie could get made in nowadays. Um, there's a lot that we talked about there of like <laughs> the Hitler impersonation of it all. Um, the, you know, Vera and Meryl getting mistaken for mentally challenged people. And then like, there's some like gender confusion gags that, um, I don't think are like maybe necessarily as funny as like they would have been in the early 2000s. But ultimately, yeah, I still think I enjoyed watching this movie. It was definitely a throwback for me getting to relive this movie again. Um, so yeah, all in all, I give it a a 3.8. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Shay, for coming on the podcast today. I was so excited that you could be able to join, and I want to give you a chance to plug away at your amazing Uh, podcast. So we're Shay Scare Lounge. Um, Anywhere you can get your uh, podcasts, like iTunes or Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts. Um, We're on Instagram at Shay underscore Scare. So. You can find us anywhere, and our website is uh, www.shayscarelounge.com. And I'll make sure to link to all of this in the show notes so you guys can easily like go check out the description and then find the links there to definitely go follow Shay Scare Lounge on their podcast and social channels. Awesome. Well, okay, so for our next flick... Um, I'm very excited to announce that next episode, I'm going to be joined by Backlook Cinema, and we are going to be talking about Nobody, the uh, action movie with Bob Odenkirk. Have Have you seen it? Have you seen it? Um, I saw it. It must have been sometime last year. I think I must have seen it, but um, I think it's really good, and I think it's um, one of those movies with a surprising like lead as the action star because Bob Odenkirk, Bob Odenkirk, if you ever saw like Breaking Bad yes. or Better Call Saul, he's like this lawyer in the mm-hmm. movie or in, like in the yeah. TV show and his character. Yeah. I like him a lot too. And his character in nobody is so different from what he had been portraying in Breaking Bad that it's very surprising in a good way. So I'm excited to talk about that movie awesome. next episode. Yeah, um, as far as where you can find Why the Flick, we're available pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts. Um, definitely, if you have a chance, go ahead and leave us a five-star 
review uh, rating and then also if you'd like to leave a review as well that would be awesome and then we are also on social on instagram tiktok twitter and letterboxed at why the flick so you can definitely check us out there and give us a follow um all right well thank you again shay for coming on it was a pleasure having you and yeah thank you for just like giving me a chance to talk about this movie that (laughs) i didn't think anybody else ever knew about (laughs) until me Uh, all right well until next time i will talk to you all bye